Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show, and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Ford Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Branding Evangelist. One of the thrills about the work that I do is whenever I have an opportunity to connect with someone who's in a related field, and that is my guest today. I was reading about this gentleman before we started this show, and he does PR, he does branding, and we were chatting. He's an all-around great, great guy, and you'll get to meet him in a moment. But I really want you to pay attention to this particular episode because I know he's got a lot of wisdom that he is going to share with all of us. So, Andy Seeley, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Jerry? I'm doing great, doing great. And if you don't mind, please share with our listeners and our viewers exactly what your company does. Okay, so we are a digital marketing agency, which kind of sounds like a lot of things are digital marketing agencies, but we focus on small business, um, we smoke for, I mean, which is really most business, right? I mean, it's, it's small business under a hundred, uh, employees and blah, blah, blah. But we, we like to fam focus on businesses that are kind of mar and par operated. Um, and we do digital marketing. We do, as you said, we do some branding, we do content development and so forth. Basically the whole gist of what we do is to help get results for small business. Um, I think one of the things that sets us apart a little bit is that we are results driven and we're always talking about results. We don't sell services. So I, I wouldn't come to you, Jerry, and say, all right, we're going to do Facebook marketing or Google marketing or SEO like uh, content development. And oh, the SEO content development costs this amount and this costs this amount and this costs that amount. We don't do it that way. It's more about you're paying for results. Um, and we hold ourselves accountable. And if we don't get your results, we kind of expect to be fired. Um, we're not selling you time. We're not selling you a service, which a lot of a, a lot of people in our business they they sell kind of a service, but whether or not it gets anything um, is kind of like secondary on their thoughts. Where we we try to make that top of of mind. Oh, that's good to hear because you're absolutely right. There are a lot of digital marketing firms and agencies and specialists and whatnot out there, and uh, you. you people end up paying for activity as opposed to results. Right. So it's good to hear, hear you say what you just said. So the typical company that you work with is what size? Are they, you know, million up by million? Give us an idea of who do, who do you- I mean, you, we, have, we have tiny startups. Uh, we have like, we have some couple of mar and pas that are quite small that have been around for a long time, um, you know, all the way up to, you know, I think we've got a couple of, a couple of clients clients that are doing you know 25 million 25 30 million um but you know and we have had one we did have one client that we actually built their website for it was about 60 something million that was quite a project um so you know the the range but i would say probably the happy medium 
is that you know you know on the very low end maybe half a million but you know probably a million to two million is probably where the majority of our clients kind of like end up um or or are starting from when they start working with us gotcha gotcha so do you focus on particular industries manufacturing versus retail versus services versus entertainment? I would say a lot of services. I mean, we we have a couple of real strong niches because uh, we we've got every. I mean, we've got everything from some contractors that we work with. We've got, um, you know, we've got a window wipe washing company, um, which is quite a small little organization that's starting out. Um, that I, I actually know him personally, which is kind of one of the reasons why we're working. Yeah. With but but I, you know, so we've got a lot of different like service based type local businesses that we work with but probably the three strongest niches niches are kids activity centers so that would be like gymnastics um that would be dance schools that would be swim schools anything kids orientated restaurants we have a lot of restaurants funnily enough we most of our restaurants are in california and we started taking care of restaurants uh when the restaurants were getting hit in california during the pandemic yeah, we were like, okay, you know, I don't know, like maybe I just enjoy a challenge. And I was like, man, the restaurants in California are really getting their butts kicked. I wonder if there's some opportunity for us to help. And we we were at, we actually brought most of them on, or a lot of them. Well, mm. I guess we've added a few since then, but we brought on a bunch during that period um, and helped promote their takeouts and their delivery uh, and so forth, basically to keep the, the local communities understanding that they were still open for business. Sure, you couldn't go in and dine, but you can go, you can order and you know, have it delivered or pick it up if you want. Um, and then the other niche that we serve is e-commerce with a bit of a focus on family type stuff. We have, we're very family orientated. Um, so, you know, we, we're really good at reaching parents and decision makers when it comes to kids stuff. So, you know, we have a couple of, a number of kid focused, um, or not kids focused, I'd say family focused products and services that they're out there. Um, in the e-commerce, we also work a lot with consumables, kind of like tea and you know coffee and stuff like that, and 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 you know finally some activity-based businesses like uh, you know we've one of my favorite clients, which is the first client that we ever signed, um, you know seven years ago, still with us today, which I think is a testament, um, is a sailing touring company out of San Diego, which I love when we go and visit San Diego, get a free tour around the bay. <laughs> So, um, but the, yeah, so we kind of across the board, but I would say the majority of service space, like restaurants, kids activity centers, um, but then we've got a big chunk of e-commerce as well. Do you do any B2B uh, clients? Yep. Some like lead generation, some of the, some of the ones like, like we've got, uh, we, well, B2B. Actually, if I think about it, not a lot of B2B. So, you know, like from you, you mean like a, like a, working with you to get some so business clients right. maybe work with you no we don't have a lot of those um i think we have worked with some we've worked with a, a we've got a cup we have actually we have two insurance agents right now yes and their focus is uh liability insurance for businesses okay and we have an attorney that we work with that whose focus is uh business law so i guess you could say those three but that that's three out of about 85. <laughs> <laughs> so clients come to you for what reason then? Is there a particular problem or a set of problems that they want you to solve? Give us some yeah. perspective on that. The way our process with bringing in new business works is uh, 
you know, we put ourselves out there. A lot of it is on Facebook and Instagram, like Facebook and Instagram. I, I know it's getting a lot of grief, but for us, um, we get a lot of business from Facebook and Instagram. Oh. Um, and a lot of that is around, you know, almost everybody that comes through that is not happy with something, but the, the hap- they're unhappy with the results. They feel like they're underperforming. Us, you know, they're not getting the sales that they want. They're not getting the leads, but whatever it is, there is usually something that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, most people that come to us, they know they're not that um, good at the marketing side. You know, most of our clients that come on board are very good at the service side. And obviously there's two parts to a business. There's the service and product and there's mm-hmm. sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our clients are not that good at the sales and marketing side of things. So they kind of come to us for some assistance on that. Um, and you know, that they're, they're, they're underperforming. Most times people come in and they're underperforming and we turn around that and get them a bit more efficient, uh, help them doing some things that they haven't thought of that need to be done. Okay. Um, some of the things that we, we help them with are things that we don't actually directly do. We do some training for some, some of our clients on, on how to follow up with leads. Mm. You know, we're, because we're so result focused, it's not good enough for us to be hired to generate leads for you, say, Jerry. Okay. Not, and not that you'd need some help with this, but let's say you did. So, you know, you'd contact us and say, hey, you know, I, I want more leads. Well, we take it to the next step is, okay, well, we're going to get your leads. That's the easy part. What are we going to do with the leads once you've got them? Because that's usually the difficult part. So let's work through you and help you get some skills, um, get some systems to actually make sure that those leads convert into business. Because who cares if you get leads? Mm. Um, what you want is customers. You're not really coming to me for leads. You're coming to me for customers. And, right. you know, and that's kind of like our philosophy when it comes to marketing. No one's coming to us because they want a Facebook ad or a Google ad or a new <laughs> website. No one cares. I mean, if you could do business and make loads of money without anything like that, most people wouldn't bother. Mm-hmm. So it's what those things could potentially do for you, which is the focus. And I think people sometimes lose track of that. And usually the people that are coming to us uh, people are like, well, I know, I know my competition's doing well with this. I have no clue. Maybe I'll talk to these guys to see if they can help me be competitive. Oh yeah, I mean, you got to get the conversions. I mean, no doubt. It's all about conversions. So let me ask you this. All right, so let's stay with that for a moment because this is a good lesson for our viewers here, which is you're focusing on results, not activity. You're not just yeah. offering services. So when you start looking at the results within the realm of conversions, paying customers and on and on and on, is that where you primarily measure? Are those the metrics that you look at in order yeah. to say to the client, this is what we can do for you. This is what we've done for others. Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the result thing is a, is a, is a, um, is a, I guess a, a result <laughs> of other actions, right? So you know, whilst we know that we're going to be, you know, uh, I guess, graded based on the results, mm. what we do know is that it's, it's, it's the actions before the results that cause the results. So it's almost like, you know, if I came to you, Jerry, and I'm sure you've had people say this to you, Jerry, I want to make more money. Well, you mm-hmm. know, that's great, but that's, that's an end result of a whole bunch of actions taken, sure. right? Sure. And uh, so we, our focus is usually on what it takes to get those results. So we know over time what, so you could say to me, I want to make a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or 10,000. I don't really care. Um, you know, and I actually say to clients, be bullish, be bullish. The only thing that's going to be required is, is 
you to invest whatever you need to from an ad spend standpoint, but almost anything is possible given the right product, right? If yeah. you've got something that no one wants, there's nothing, it doesn't matter what happens, you can't get it done. But if you've got something that you know somebody wants, almost anything can be accomplished if you do it, do it smartly. You can turn your marketing into mathematics these days. So, you know, what we do is we look at it and go, okay, tell us what your goal is. Okay, you want to make 100,000. Then we look at what your current situation is. So you might, we look at your website, we look at your online presence, we look at all your branding, all the different stuff that you've got going. So we know where you are. And then we figure out based on doing this hundreds and hundreds of times, mm. what are the things that are missing and what needs to be built and what needs to be done to get you to where you want to be. So we end up building a plan um, which is quite detailed of how to get you there. And we say, okay, this is the plan of how you, you get to where you want to be from where you are today, which is different for everybody. Um, and we feel very, very confident if you give us the resources being ad spend or you know time to actually be able to do what we need to do, that we can get you to where you want to be. And time from a just time standpoint, like I wouldn't ever say to you, it's going to take nine months to get this result for you because it could take four months if you give us enough resources, right? Mm -hmm. It's more of time of my, my, my staff's time doing, getting the stuff done mm -hmm. um, and setting it all up and, and changing the things that needs to be done, which is actually not a lot of time, right? I always say to people, your, any goal that you have when you use digital marketing, if you've got a product that people just need to be exposed to, yeah. you're going to have really good results really, really quickly if you put enough, like, finances to it because unfortunately and for you know or fortunately whatever part side of the equation that you're on if you want to grow quickly nowadays um you have to spend some money on the on the on the platforms you know we, well, especially if you're talking about paid ads and and things well, like paid i mean I, I love the thought of organic stuff and those are things that you need to do as part of the game right but if you're trying to make bazillions right and everybody comes wanting to make you know legacy type money um that's not really, it's going to be a long process if you just do everything organically. Okay. Um, and, the, and basically the, the platforms, all the platforms have kind of paywalled their best clients and all of the, all of the people that are out there between, mm -hmm. behind, you know, hey, pay us some money so you can access all of these eyeballs, which mm -hmm. is how it's been for the hundreds of thousands of years or whatever, you know, if you think about it. Oh yeah, I'm an I'm an XP and G guy. There you go. Yeah, you know, I worked in uh, brand management, helping to grow laundry brands at the number one branding company on the planet. And so right. you're you're speaking my language. Right. And I'm glad I'm glad you're I'm glad to hear what you're saying because I think for a lot of small business owners out there, they don't understand that it takes an integrated multi-dimensional approach often it does yeah to get in the numbers you lead even the small businesses jerry even the little businesses you still have to be thoughtful and 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 plan and yes. build it like our smallest clients which would probably be dance schools right like they, they have a maximum space of like 250 kids mm -hmm. we we're still doing facebook we're still do, doing google we're still, still doing instagram they all work together with an email marketing campaign integrated with a well-built web website built to convert any traffic that those things generate. Mm. Once you've done that, it doesn't have to be tens of thousands of dollars. It can be you know, a couple, a few thousand dollars a month. Mm. Once you've got that set up, you those, those dance schools that we work with basically never have to worry about where another client's coming from because what we do is we turn their dance school into a household name within a 12 to 15 mile radius of where they're at. 
every single parent will know that they exist. And when they're ready to send their kid to dance, they send their kid to dance. Most of our schools will have waiting lists. And the beauty of waiting lists is you can raise prices. I know we're living in an inflation uh, climate right now, but if you've got 100 people waiting to get into 200 spaces, you can just keep raising the prices until you find where the market cries uncle. And that's where the profit lays, right? Yeah, that's a very good point. You're very good. Yeah. And so what is what is the um, one success story, client success story that you are particularly proud of that you love to share with us? Okay, so I would say, and I bring this up all the time, is it's a gymnastics gym. I mean, it's gymnastics, but it's kind of the same as any. And the process would be very similar to any business, even, even if it was a contractor or whatever. It's basically a, a business that's localized. They have a limited, spec, you know, maybe 20 mile radius of draw, right? It's not going to be able to draw from the other town. It's drawing from maybe a 20 mile radius at most. It was two, two sisters. They came to us. It's funny. We actually got them. Here's, here's a real funny story. I, when we first started, this was way back in the day. When we first started, we were struggling to get gymnastics gyms to work with us. My wife's a gymnast, so a gymnastics person. Uh-huh. So that's where the gymnastics connection is. And I was like, man, I think we can really help gymnastics gyms. Anyway, I couldn't get any of them to talk to me. So I wrote a letter to 100 gyms, wrote a hand snail mail letter and <laughs> mailed it out. They contacted me um, through snail mail, which, which says something. Um, and they were two sisters that had a business that was probably generating about 350, 400,000 a year. Um, they had about 400 kids that was going to the gym. Um, they were renting the building that they were in and they were not making much money. They were paying each other like about a thousand bucks a month maximum. Their husbands um, kind of like took it as a hobby business, didn't take it very seriously. It was like, okay, that's where the wives go for the day. We're not taking this very seriously. So we started working with them about six years ago um, and we sorted out their website. Their website was this green and pink website. So the type was pink. Uh, the background was green. It was kind of hard on the eye. So we sorted out the website and made it all about all the fun things that are going on because they did have a very fun gym. There's a lot of fun, interesting things happening. And so we wanted to share that. So when people went to the website, they saw us a, a little glimpse of what was going on. And we used Facebook and Instagram to really showcase and tell the stories of the fun things that were happening. We used Google to make sure that if anybody was searching for anything similar to that, they would find them. Wow. Um, and we use the email marketing to follow up, to help follow up and so forth. We trained them on follow up. We trained them to use text messaging because if anybody's not using text messaging to communicate with their clients, they're missing out. If you're trying to call a client, there's a good chance you're never going to get a lead answered. You've got to be texting. So we help them with the text messaging service and so forth. Fast, fast forward to today. They, oh, and by the way, they had a huge competitor a mile down the line, another gym that was bigger than them, that was more faint, more well-known, had bigger cl- coaches um, or more well-known coaches. They were struggling to find coaches because um, they weren't paying a whole bunch. Mm. Fast forward to today, they're doing two, about 2.2 million. Um, personally, I think the, the, the sisters are probably bringing in about 150,000, 200,000 each. They're the, wow. the, the main breadwinner of the family. The, the, the husbands are no longer treating it like a um like a hobby business they've got a thousand kids that that are with their gym and they went from 70 dollars a month 
that they were charging them to $160 a month that they were charging the kids for the same programs. Um, they updated their gym and they bought the location. So they actually own the location that they're in. So that their business is paying a mortgage and you know, there's, I guess, retirement benefits from that as they, as they go. And it was really life-changing for them. And we've got a couple of other gyms, uh, a number of other gyms that we've got that same thing, but I've become personally friends with them. My son actually went there and did some ninja program in Chicago when my wife uh, went there. Um, and they've, they've done wonderfully. That, that was an absolute transformation from a business that was kind of not being taken seriously, even though they did think it was serious, that no one was really taking it seriously. And the way they were operating wasn't that, I would not suggest that they were serious business people, but a lot of that was because they just didn't know what to do and they needed some help and guidance. And I think that's a really good example of we did what we do, but we also gave them advice based on what we are able to glean from industries, right? So we don't go, we're not business coaches, hmm. but we go and we say, well, in our experience, this is not a good thing to be doing. You should be doing that. One of the things, give you an example that we found, but it's not really part of our business, but they, they were coming up to May, oh, I think it was like 2017, and they said, okay, we're getting ready to let go all of our clients. I'm like, what? You're getting rid of all your clients? Yeah, at the end of May, because we're coming into summer, we, we let go of it, we, you know, we, we, we end, we close down for two weeks and we fire all the clients, then we start again and we, we're going to send out an email to tell them, hey, if you'd like to start again in two weeks, let us know. And I was like, why don't we just stop with that? Why don't we just leave them in? Let's get some activities happening for two weeks and you never fire your clients and you keep them in there. And it's funny because the owner's name is Chris and she said, well, you know, one of the biggest things that you actually helped us with was teaching us not to fire all our, all of our clients once a year, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. but that, I mean, they weren't paying, that wasn't part of the, what they were buying from us, but it was just good business practice to not fire your clients. And that made a big change, but that would probably be the biggest thing. And if I'm honest with you, it wasn't, it wasn't miraculous. It was just, just do the things that need to be done the way that they should be done. And it turns it into a mathematical equation. If you're offering a good service and a good product, and you get it in front of the people that are most likely to purchase for purchase it from you, you will grow and you will do well if you're doing it correctly. So do you work with the little guys? I mean, the solopreneurs, the mompreneurs who may not have a big budget? Um, you yeah, said we, one to two million. That's a different level there. Yeah. I mean, two million is where we took took Chris and her, her sister and okay. she started off at 400,000. I, I don't know if that's a solopreneur. That's probably a, a small business. Well, a solopreneur who might just be doing six figures, 100,000, 200,000. They need at least a budget of how much to work with. Yeah, I, I would say if, it depends. So let's say you're a, a solopreneur. Let's say they do B2B. Yeah, a lot of B2B people. Yeah. Okay. So let's say, let's say they're an insurance agent. Like I'm working with an insurance agent right now and, and, and it's an agent who works for a broker. Okay, so he's an independent. Uh -huh. Independent, work, an agent that works for a broker and she uh, wants to make a half a million a year, right? And her broker is like, uh, you know, here's the strategy, go down to Chamber of Commerces and hand your card out and that's how you're going to grow your business. <laughs> oh, jeez. And she's like, well, there's got to be a better way because um, I'm door knocking sometimes. I'm just going and knocking on doors and asking, you know, if their liability insurance is, is good and you know, trying to help them. Um, so with her, we're working with her and the cost to her, you know, there is investment that she needs to put in. She's putting in you know, our fees 
are about 1500, 1500 2K, which is, you know, not a lot from a marketing standpoint, but a lot for a solopreneur. And on top of that, she's spending probably another 1500 on leads. But what that's allowed her to do is just have booked calls in her, like she goes to work hmm. and she's got five calls um, or five people that are interested in hearing about what she's doing um, each day. She's not having to hand out cards and knock on doors, which is super inefficient. Yeah. Right. So she's got now some of them don't turn up and those are people that she just calls on and calls on and calls on, which is much better again, because those five people that booked have have shown that I have a need. I have an interest. I have a problem. You just need to connect with me. And her job is to connect with them and to talk to them. And we are actually just feeding them that. And and I think, you know, it's costing her about three grand or so a month um, to do that. But her goal is to make half a million. One of the things, yeah. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, can no that be carried over to other types of independents, other types of solopreneurs, speakers, coaches, consultants, yeah. trainers, all of them? If you think, if you think about it, if you think about speakers and trainers and and all of those guys, who is it that they're reaching? Right? Do they have a Facebook page? Are they on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Do they use Google? Mm-hmm. Right? If if your audience has a Facebook page, has an Instagram, has a TikTok page, has, uh, you know, uses Google, then yeah, absolutely. It, it all works there. I mean, we're a business to business company, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, my biggest business to business client is creatively disruptive, our company. And we generate, gosh, my, I've got two full-time salespeople and they, they probably have three booked calls a day. And then I've got a whole bunch of work that they need to do chasing up you know leads and chasing up stuff that didn't turn up or didn't work out and are busy and you know we had our best month in the history of our company seven you know in seven years in may last may okay um and it's just a trajectory that goes up and i i would say a lot of that success is due to the fact that my salespeople spend most of their time talking about their business not looking for someone to talk to because that is the difference with business to business Okay. Most business to business people, they spend most of their time looking for someone to talk to and actually having conversations. And when you flip that over, let's say you spend 80% of your time trying to talk, find someone to listen to you about what Mm -hmm. you do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 20% of the time actually talking to them about it. Mm -hmm. You can flip that over where 20% of your time is looking for someone to talk to. 80% of your time is actually talking to them about your business because you've got so much to talk, so many people to talk to all of a sudden you can quadruple your income. I mean, the problem with solopreneurs sometimes though is they've got 24 hours in a day and you get to the point where you just, you've you've booked your whole time out and you've got no more calendar space. At that point, their goal should be to raise their prices, right? When you develop that that demand. So, man, you are really turning me on here. I love this. So, (laughs) so so you, you can actually schedule appointments for them. Where right. you're you're making the phone ring and they can spend their time talking to prospects, right? Bonafide leads. Yes, that oh that God. is what that is what that is what it's all about. That's what my sales team deals with. That's what uh, Deborah, my insurance agent, is dealing with. You know, there's booked calls booking up on, and it and it can be automated. We're actually playing around and and, and testing live appointment setters right now um, to see if that if we can take that to another level rather than automated systems booking on calendars. Um, and we, we'll probably have some real understanding how well that's working probably by the end of the summer because we're going to uh, go through some testing. 
to wow. see how that works for ourselves and then for some other clients. But yeah, the, I mean, from a business to business standpoint, digital marketing just fills your day with business conversations. Well, I got to tell you, wow, wow, wow. Now, if someone who is tuning in is saying, oh, my God, I love what I'm hearing from this guy. What's the best way for someone to connect with you? I think the best way would be to go to creativelydisruptive.com, have a little look of, of some of the stuff that we're doing, send through, you know, we've got a, an email portal that you can email us on. Um, you can go to Creatively Disruptive on Facebook and message, messenger us, message okay. us. Okay. Um, you know, if you want to email me directly, feel free, um, at Andy at Creatively Disruptive. If you really want to get somebody to talk to you, though, and don't want to be missed because I miss some emails, unfortunately, <laughs> I get a lot of stuff coming through. I would go through those other channels and you'll absolutely be dealt with. Um, and you can you know, mention that you you saw us with Jerry okay. and um, I'd, I'd like to know, you know, uh, if we if we how we can help you and so forth. But that would be the way to go about it. I'm not big on Twitter. I don't really like the Twitterverse. I find it to be a little negative and yeah. Argh! yelling and screaming um but you know facebook instagram um you can look for us i'm on instagram as uh i think it's andy uh small business champion um or you can just search for andy seeley um but probably the easiest way we actually get instant uh response is um go to our website creativelydisruptive.com and just send us a message and we'll start chatting with you well listen outstanding this has been fascinating and what a breath of fresh air to know there's folks like you out there well what i what i will say for your audience because we're coming into a recession right okay there's going to be a recession there's going to be negative stuff in the world i would say if you get your digital marketing regardless of whether or not you work with us or somebody else if you get it sorted you're going to pretty much make yourself a recession proof business i don't care what you're selling yeah um and one of the reasons for that is is unless there's an absolute catastrophe and every single person in the universe is affected, which unfortunately with recessions, that's not usually, or fortunately, it's not usually the, the fact. Usually what happens is there's 20%, 10% that is really badly affected. The rest of us just get scared and just slow down a little bit, right? There's still 80% of people that are operating and, and are unaffected financially by the, um, by, by the recession. Mm -hmm. What digital marketing allows you to do is focus on that 80% that is unaffected. Um, and that's never been able to be done before. I mean, when I was in TV and radio, I couldn't segment out the 20% of my audience that was really hurting and focus on the 80%. And then not only the 80% that's okay, but the 80% that wants my business and is okay. Digital marketing allows you to do that. And it can really uh, protect you from the bad effects of whatever might be coming down the track, which might last for about 18 months or so. Okay. And I might add, because this is the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast, yep. the right digital marketing blended with the right branding. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> well, Jerry, I will tell you, the digital marketing side of things is all well and good, but if the message is not right, it doesn't matter. That's right. Message That's must right. be correct before, before you spend money on digital marketing. That's right. And have a, stand, a standalone brand. Yep. Yeah. So, oh my God, I could keep talking to you. Listen. Andy, we got to go. Thank you so much. And remember, say your website one more time, please. Creativelydisruptive.com. All right. So if you want to get in touch with Andy, reach out, reach out to him through his website. And he also yep. has a very strong social media presence. 
Yeah. Which is what LinkedIn for you primarily or Facebook? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn under Andy Seely. Um, I'm creatively disruptive is on LinkedIn, but you okay. can find us in a very heavy way on Facebook and Instagram. Very good. All right. All right. Well, listen, my friend, thank you so much for your time. And for those of you who tuned in today, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply. And I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag BrandForceLeadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what I love support i love love (laughs) so your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team so if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love i would really appreciate it and on a second note if you would like to know more about me the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.